Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. Today's podcast is a solo episode. It's just me having a bit of a chat with you and sharing some things that have been going on for me personally. I think this will be a fairly short episode, which is reflective of the fact that I am feeling really time poor right now. And I don't want to focus on feeling stretched and like I'm time poor, but the fact is that's how I feel. And on Instagram today, I was saying on stories, like I'm feeling just a bit frazzled. And I had someone message me saying, Hey, Kylie, I love your vibe. But lately, every time you're on stories, you're saying something negative. And it really, um, like I'm usually quite indifferent to those sorts of comments and feedback. So I guess it hit a nerve maybe because I don't see myself as a negative person and it definitely hit a nerve with me because things have felt hard for me lately and I know that how things feel are often to do with, you know, the way that we're receiving and what we're perceiving and what we're attaching to different things that are happening. And so I perhaps have been a little more negative lately than I would like to be. But the fact remains, like as a human going through a human experience, we all have ups and downs and I am entitled to say things are hard when things feel hard. And maybe me coming on stories and saying, you know what, I'm struggling with whatever it might be. Like that's just part of life, you know, And I feel like with social media, the way that I want to use it is to show up and be authentic. And if I'm not sleeping because I am stressed about something, I'm going to say, hey, I didn't sleep well because I'm stressed because I'm a human being. You know, it is so much more detrimental, I think, to someone watching to only ever hear positivity coming out of someone's mouth when that's not their actual truth and experience. And I am not someone who ever strives to be happy all of the time. I value happiness. I think being happy is a great thing. But being happy and being positive is not a state that you can be in all of the time. You know, a foot in order, a foot in chaos, as the controversial Jordan Peterson says, but like the yin and yang of life, like sometimes it's good, sometimes it's hard. It's a little of both. There's everything in the mix there. And yeah, it just kind of annoyed me, if I'm honest, having that message saying, hey, are you always so negative? I'm not trying to be negative, obviously. Um, But it's just what's, you know, like it's just life. Like school holidays kind of kicked my butt a bit, to be honest. Um, I've got two eight-year-olds that don't draw a breath. I've got 
two businesses that I run and they rely upon me. I'm very lucky to have an incredible operations manager who does a wonderful job, but there's still a lot. And like living around a roster that is always rolling forward one day each week, there's just a lot of moving parts. And so something that has been really challenging and been on my mind lately has been the fact that I've needed to look for somewhere to move unexpectedly. So six months ago, I sold um, my house that was built here and it was a very quick sale, like a very fast 28 day settlement situation. And so I quickly found a rental. I was very happy in this rental. I took a 12 month lease. And in my mind, I thought to myself, okay, this is great. Get through the end of the year. Then the first six months of the next year, really get your head around what you want to do. And when I say what you want to do, like I'm talking to myself here, what do I want to do in terms of, sorry, shifting in my seat, in terms of where do I want to live? That's been a big question mark for me recently. Do I want to buy again? If I do buy again, what is it that I want to buy? You know, do I want to live in an apartment and not have to worry about maintenance? But then there's body corp fees. What suburb? What's appropriate for the kids and I? Like all of those things. What can I actually afford on my own? You know, being financially completely on my own for the last couple of years, I've really had to learn (laughs) so much. Um, And so all of those things, I kind of thought, you know what, I'm going to deal with that in the last six months of my lease. Anyway, then maybe a fortnight ago, I want to say the real estate rang and said, hey, the owners want to know, can they move back in in February? And it was so two weeks ago, it was like halfway through Jan and I didn't know my rights. So I thought oh, I just have to move at first and was like, oh, far out. Like, okay, really panicking because there's such a rental crisis right now for properties. The property market to buy again is wild. I don't want to go too into the weeds here because I'm sure that this will be boring and someone will slide into my DMs and say, you're being negative again about the situation. But that is a confronting phone call to get. And I didn't know that I could say no to that, right? At that point in time. Then after I had a couple of conversations with other people and people said to me, no, 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 you don't have to do that. You can push back and say, no, I'm definitely staying till the end of my lease. But as I sat with it and thought about it, a couple of things came up for me. There's definitely that feminine desire to please and to be easy and to be compliant. That's one part of it. But probably the bigger part of it is as a human, I try and put myself in other humans situations. And so just knowing that the family who owned this property wanted to come back into it because they were returning earlier from being overseas working. Like I was like, well, you know what, if I was them, I would want that ease of being able to go back into my property, not having to come back and find a short-term rental, which is a nightmare right now. I'm sure they've got stuff in storage. Like I was thinking of all of that stuff. And also the simple fact that if they're coming back, my lease, when that expires in June, um, I'll be moving. (laughs) You know, there's no, no opportunity for me to extend my lease. So we had a bit of a chat about compensation. They came back with something and I said, look, that's, I can't move for that. (laughs) Like that for that compensation, that's not worth the stress given that it's school holidays. I'm launching a new business. And then they came back with something that was a little more helpful in terms of covering moving costs. And so I said to them, if I can find a property, yes, I will move. So then I started applying for all sorts of different properties 
in all sorts of different suburbs, was going and having a look at houses. Whilst I was doing this, I was also completing the process to have pre-approval just in case something came up that was in within my budget that I could buy. So I'm looking at rentals. I'm trying to launch this, the free.com. I'm applying for pre-approval. And I don't know about you. I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but life admin like this overwhelms me. I definitely have a story that I need to work on and I am working on about me not being intelligent enough, which sounds silly because it's just filling out forms, but me not being grown up enough, me not being enough in general to do these things on my own. Because for a lot of my adult life, I had someone kind of deal with those decisions. And um, I just went along with the flow again, being compliant. And so I find all of that stuff quite overwhelming, these making these decisions on my own. And I understand the other end of the stick, which I'm grasping more onto today is yes, it can be overwhelming and scary, but the other end is like how empowering and exciting, you know, to make those decisions. You can look at it either way, like, holy shit, all of those decisions are on you or holy shit, all of those decisions are on you, you know, and both, um, both ways that you look at it can be true and it it's fluid. You'll feel one thing one minute, then the other thing the next. And so the biggest thing is the simple fact that the property market is so wild right now. So buying in a suburb that I want to be in is probably not where I'm at. I could put in an offer on a house in a different suburb and I've been looking, been really, really looking because I have this deep desire to buy a house for the boys and I. And I think that that desire is like a really true, like, I don't think that's an ego thing. I was talking about this in a live chat. Someone asked in the free Facebook group, um, I won't go into this woman's, what the question she asked, but we were talking about how do you separate knowing whether you want to do something because it's a true desire or whether you want to do something to prove to someone else you can do it. And for me, I just have this real feeling when I think about one day being able to say, I have bought a house for the boys and I, that changes my physiology, like the way that I feel in my body. I can't wait for that feeling, which like how exciting when it happens. Um, so anyway, I've been looking at properties and then also looking at rentals as well, because it's all happening very quickly with a couple of weeks to move. And the owners came back and said, look, we'll give you to the end of Feb see how you go. We understand it's a rental crisis. See how you go finding something. So that took the pressure off a little bit having to move so quickly. So I've been looking at all sorts of areas, looking at the Gold Coast, all sorts of properties, um, just trying to figure out what, what would be best for the boys and I. And I was approved for a property on the Gold Coast. And this is a property that I walked into and I was like, this is undeniably a beautiful house but it was too big, but I'd already put my application in anyway. And just because like, why not? Let's see. But I didn't have like a great feeling about it. And so I was approved for that house and I just didn't get the excited feeling. I was like, oh, okay. Like that's a good thing. That's a solution to the problem. It's going to get me into a different suburb um, and all of that stuff. But then the next day I had a inspection somewhere else and just for a rental. And as soon as I walked in, you guys, I was like, oh my gosh, this feels like home. This house really feels like home. And it's an older house. It's not as close to the beach. And again, back to that kind of ego thing. 
I had this like part of me that has this bit of pride that was like, no, this is the area I want to be in and this is the area I'm going to stay in because I made like a mental plan. You know, I made a mental contract with myself years ago. This is the exact part of that suburb that I want to live in and raise kids in. But the fact remains that's an ego thing, you know, and dissolving that and just being honest with myself as soon as I walked into this property I was like, oh my gosh, I feel at ease. I feel like I'm home. I could see the kids there. They weren't with me. But just, I don't know, like the flow of the place and it's nothing exceptional, but it felt right. And so I put in an application on that property and I was a bit nervous about it because so many people were there for that viewing. Again, rental crisis, so many people are just applying. And you know, like if you've been to a open home lately for a rental, everyone's trying to talk to the real estate agent and get their story across and all of that stuff. And I don't know, I just had a good feeling about it. And so where am I? Yeah. Anyway, long story short, I've been approved for that house. So I feel so good and so excited about that. Like I cried when the real estate agent rang me and she was so lovely and, um, Yeah, she said like you've been approved and I even offered to pay like slightly a little bit more because this place, this rental that I'm going in is less than I'm paying currently and I thought, you know what, if that gets me ahead, if paying, you know, $10 extra or whatever it is a week, so be it. I just need to find somewhere for the boys and I because I really am such an introverted homebody when the thought of there being a question mark over where I'm going to live, it stresses me out. I think probably more than it stresses the average person out, which is wild, right? Because I am so attracted to nomads when it comes to men that I find fascinating and interesting. So there's obviously some part of me that does admire and respect and want that in my life. But truth be told, when a question mark comes up over where I'm going to live, I feel really discombobulated. Um... So where am I going with this? Oh, yeah. So I'd offered to pay a little bit more. Like I wrote a letter, like introducing myself saying, dit, 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 dit. and then I, before I got approved, realized it was a no pet property, but I'd already applied. I'd already introduced Lou, photo of Lou, spoken about Lou. So I'd kind of thought to myself, I'm probably not going to get it because so many people were there. So many people were clearly applying. Anyway, the real estate agent rang. She said, you've got this property and the owners really appreciate your offer to pay slightly more each week, but they've said that won't be necessary. And I was like, oh, like how nice, how nice. And this place has a yard with proper grass, which the boys have only ever had AstroTurf. And one of my friends, he straight away said, I'm your mower man, like I'll, I'll mow it for you. So that's really nice as well. So I'm excited team. So today is Friday the 4th. I pick the keys up on Friday the 11th. So I'm moving very soon, (laughs) um, which is overwhelming, but I'm proud of myself. I'm really proud of myself. And I remember saying that last time I moved on my own, you know, because as that saying goes, I think it's like losing someone, divorce and moving house are amongst the most stressful things in life that you can go through. So I don't think that I'm crazy for feeling stressed and overwhelmed, but I am very proud of myself for um, the action that I take in this kind of situation. So I literally found out yesterday I was approved. I have booked movers for next week. 
I've booked a bond clean. I went and bought packing boxes, um, paid my deposit. Like I've done all of the things that I need to do. And yeah, so that is happening. So this is going to be a big week, a big week for one person to pack up a house again. I've obviously booked movers for the big stuff, but I'll do the rest of the packing just at night while the kids sleep and probably over the weekend, I'll see what I can get through. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We do live a fairly minimalist lifestyle, really. We don't have that much stuff, but everyone says that before they start packing and then they're like, holy shit, why do I have so much stuff? And having just moved six months ago, I still have stuff that I haven't even unpacked that I'm just going to donate, like kitchen stuff that I, if I haven't touched it in six months, I don't need it. It can go. So that's us. Um, and I told the boys this afternoon and they were so excited. I think that they have intuitively picked up on my stress, not even intuitively. I've been honest with them. That's something like the last couple of years, the three of us have this real, like there's so much more transparency than ever before. They know a lot of what's going on and I try to shield them and keep it age appropriate, but also they're part of this family unit and they're part of my life. And this is what life is like. You go up, you go down, challenges pop up and you push through them. And so this afternoon when I picked them up from school, they were so pumped when I told them that I found us a place and it's all going to be taken care of and it's all sorted and it's somewhere that I know they're going to love. They um, have just gone through the moving process with their dad who has just moved and that knocked the boys a little more than I thought that it would. One of them in particular has been having a lot of nightmares about that the new place and it has knocked him. And I think probably that in combination with starting school and just the fact that he is the most pure sensitive soul and his dad has COVID at the moment, and that's causing him to be um, really concerned about his dad's health and wellness, despite how many times we, you know, reassure him. Um, it also means that they've not gone to their dad this stretch. So it's a much longer stretch with me and they miss their dad. But the exciting news of being able to say to them, guys, we've secured a place and we're moving. So that's good. Very, very excited. I think that I will still keep looking at moving away from this suburb eventually. I have really toyed with what to do here. And again, just back to like this mental plan that I had made with myself. I always envisioned being in this area and raising kids here but I didn't envision doing it on my own. And I think there's part of me that's like stubborn or has pride in not wanting to move on or let go of that kind of idealization or that dream. But perhaps it is time to do that. And just maybe it's time to move somewhere where there's a little more happening. So we will see. But for now, I've secured us a home in a beautiful street and I just... Oh, the relief, the sheer relief team. So it's going to be a busy week. 
The other thing I wanted to touch on is we have, I'm sure that you've seen, we've launched the fray.com. It has been a week today and it is so cool to see everyday orders coming through of the blueprint. But what's even better, what I'm absolutely loving is hearing from people who are completing it. And this week in particular, I have heard from so many women who have children going back to school, you know, maybe after holidays or starting school for the first time ever. And so many of like the women I've heard from are in a similar situation where their children are now going to school and it's the first time they're either going back to work or the first time that they don't have all of the kids at home or any kids at home. And it can be a little bit um, confronting because so much of their identity has been tied up in being mum. And of course, you're still mum, but even when you lose those five, six, whatever it is, hours throughout the day, like without having your little mates with you, you can kind of start to get a bit spirally and think, who am I? What am I going to do? How am I going to fill these hours? What's it going to be like going back to work or whatever the situation is. But it's been really refreshing to hear from women going, Hey, like I'm completing the identity section. And I just wanted to let you know, this has been blowing my mind because there were so many parts. There are so many parts of myself that I have shut down because I've had to lean. I've had to tilt more towards parenting. And now I'm realizing, huh, I really do need to add more identity legs to this table of self-identity as a holistic picture. So that's been really, really nice feedback. So if you do have the blueprint and you're working through identity, just know that you are not alone. I hope that those prompts are really helpful. Don't forget to also listen to the audio files as well on the identity section. Um, And I hope that as you move through values and beliefs and intuition and action that you continue to enjoy the blueprint. Don't forget to come on over to the Facebook group, which something else I wanted to just mention here every Tuesday at midday, I'm going to be going live in the Frey Facebook group. That's my commitment right now because I just want to have that consistency And it is really hard with a rolling roster with the kids. I can only commit to school hours because that's the only time that whether or not I have the boys, I can be super available. So the show note in the show notes section, you'll find a link to join the free Facebook group. It's a completely free Facebook group. Come on over, use it. It's really nice to see people actually using that space. Those live chats will be saved. You can watch them back. You can add a comment. You can contribute, leave a question, food for thought, whatever it is. What else? This week, um, I have an episode going live with Mallory. So we've done an update that will be this Thursday. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, hit subscribe so that you get a notification. And then we've also recorded a funny, like, have you ever episode as well for the following week. So that should be good. I've got some really exciting guests coming up for the podcast. That is such a big focus for Jordan and I right now is what can we do to make this podcast better? What sort of guests? What sort of topics? How can we keep improving? How can we keep growing? And I've had some really exciting guests come back. I'm going to be doing an episode about how to talk to kids about sex, which is a conversation I've been having with my boys. Like I can't believe that I'm having this conversation with them, but here we are. They are eight years old. They are in grade three. And the word sex has come up a couple of times for them, I think from older kids and sometimes movies or TV shows that they're watching. And I take a very factual, accurate, um, like logical approach to sex. 
And I think a lot of our attitudes surrounding sex really does stem from our childhood and the way that our parents talk about sex. And one thing that I will always credit my mum with is we grew up in a house where it was like very sex positive. We could have open and honest conversations and I can have, like I have a very clear memory of us all, like the five of us sitting around watching a movie and my dad being like an awkward male with three daughters went to fast forward through a sex scene and my mum said, no, 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 no. If your kids can watch a fighting scene, like if they can sit through, I can't even remember what the movie was, but you know, like 90s or early 2000s kind of blockbuster with fighting and a sex scene, all of that stuff. And mum said, no, no, if your kids can sit through a fighting scene, they can absolutely sit through a sex scene. Like it was just like, that's part of life. And I think because I grew up like that, like being able to have really honest conversations with my mum surrounding virginity and safe sex and what age she had sex and all of that stuff, I don't find it an uncomfortable thing to talk about with the boys. And it's been interesting seeing how they respond to it because they respond so differently. One of my boys is so open and honest with me, like to the point where he'll tell me when he has an erection, which is probably an overshare. Um, And I love just being able to have really honest conversations with the boys. That kind of sounds strange saying that out of context, doesn't it? But Anyway, I've got an expert scheduled to have a conversation with on the podcast and I'm going to share how I talk about sex and see what he thinks of that and what other information he can give me as well because even in just the conversations I've had with other parents of children around the same age as the boys, when I have said, oh, I straight off say, you know, sex can be between a man and a man, a woman and a woman, a woman and a man. Sex sometimes is you know, results in a pregnancy and creating a baby. But a lot of the time sex is just for pleasure. It's something that feels really good when you're old enough to do it. And just having those chats with some of my friends, they're like, oh my gosh, I would never say that to my kids. And I feel very strongly about the importance of giving kids the accurate factual information so that they are learning from you versus learning from an older child that has you know, misconstrued, not factual information. So that's an episode that's coming up. I've got some really exciting guests, some big name guests, some that I'm nervous for, but that's part of it. (laughs) You know, that's part of it. I've got to step outside of my comfort zone for sure. Um, So that's me guys. That's about it. I don't have much else, you know, many other exciting things to share with you. I'm sorry, this is not an overly thrilling episode. Oh, the other thing I wanted to quickly touch on, I put a post up on Instagram about how often this year I have been using the word no. Now, at the start of last year, my therapist and I were talking about people pleasing and I said to her, oh, I'm not a people pleaser. I genuinely don't care what people think of me. And she laughed (laughs) and I was kind of a bit like, oh, she obviously saw past me saying that. And I think what I meant was, I don't mind what a stranger thinks of me, but obviously there is a people pleasing element to me because I have found it really hard to not be compliant in relationships. You know, I, um, I I think that women, it's like as a whole society grooms women to be easy, to be compliant, to be agreeable and to do it appreciatively and graciously and, you know, to stay in our box, you know, back in your box, mate, that kind, that kind of attitude. 
And so I have found it really hard sometimes to speak up and say no or to even know what I really want. But the work that I've been doing on myself is really about understanding my values, which you can do. You can do this as well. Get the blueprint. There is a values exercise in there and you will understand your values, your core values. Um, So understanding my values and what what triggers me to feel like my values have been pulled into question and when it is a cost that I'm willing to pay in terms of standing up and not being compliant. Like sometimes I could care less and it's like, oh, it's not a big deal. But if a value of mine has been pulled into question and it's being triggered going, oh my gosh, no wonder I feel this way. These are my top values. This is upsetting me and there's good reason for that. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to speak up. I'm going to say no. And I have been saying no so much. We are only like just just over a month into the new year and 2022 has so far been my year of saying no. No to answering phone calls with people that I don't want to speak to. No to setting aside, setting aside time that is going to take resources away from my boys and I. No to so many things. No to myself. Like, no, I'm not going to ruminate on thoughts. No, I'm not going to punish myself. All of those sorts of things. It's just become really apparent to me lately how much I've been saying that. And I can give you examples. I had a friend of mine say something that made me so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. And I went into like a fawning response. You know how there's like freeze, flight, um, freeze, flight, fight. And then there's also fawning and fawning means you kind of like, oh, like panda, like go into like that kind of girlish, like, oh yes, like, okay. And I noticed myself doing it and I felt really upset with myself the next day. Like I was thinking about it and thinking like, why did I act like that when I was so uncomfortable and I didn't want that situation to happen? And then going, oh my gosh, that was like a stress response. And so putting a hard boundary with this person and being like, nope, sorry, like, no, like you don't get to do that. You don't get to say those things. You don't get to overstep. And the way that I'm going to put that boundary in place is going to look like not taking your calls. It's going to look like not scheduling, you know, not having to see you again. <laughs> like it was just one of those things that I was like, yeah, no, like this is not okay for me. And not okay to the point where it's like, I don't actually even feel like the cost of me having to explain why it's not okay is worth it. Um, another thing, you know, like with the real estate and having to move out, there's been things that they've said to me that have really triggered me, like really, really upset me. Something about like, oh, this is fair. And like me going, no, 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 you don't get to decide what's fair for me. Like you're not my nominated person to decide what is fair for me. And if there's no industry standard in this situation of having to walk away from a lease, you're not the one that gets to make the call on that. And so really stepping up and speaking up for myself when my values have been activated. I think activated is probably a better word than triggered. And boundaries are not easy. Like they're not an easy thing for us to establish. Again, back to that conditioning of be the good girl, be easy, be compliant, don't cause a fuss. Unless you were raised to really speak up and stand in your truth and that it's a good thing to, you know, stop traffic, so to speak, it's hard to do it. And I said in my Instagram post, like I'm not fully at the stage where I can be like, no is a complete sentence all the time sometimes, but I have noticed myself 
going back and editing things. Like, you know, if I'm writing an email and I'm like, sorry to bother you. I just wanted to do it. And being like, I don't have to minimize myself by being like, I just want to, or Hey, because of like, I don't have to justify or soften when I'm being polite and I'm asking someone, I don't know if I'm making sense, but there's just such a feminine urge to be like, you know, if it's okay, if you don't mind, sorry to it. And it's like, hang on, are we always getting that respect back? Not always. Anyway, that's probably a whole other conversation, but boundaries saying no have been very, very important to me. And, you know, like back to the start of this conversation, I did say, I felt upset when someone said to me, you know, you've been negative on stories lately. You can't always be happy. You can't always be happy. And sometimes you've got to go through the hard stuff. You've got to go through the challenge to learn and grow. And for me, I can see massive growth in standing up for myself and in saying no and not being allowed to, um, not allowing other people to take advantage of me. And sometimes that comes from being a little bit frazzled and being a little bit pulled and a bit stretched because then you can identify things that need to change. All right. This week, tune into my episode with Mallory. Thanks for listening to the life update. I have some great guests coming up. Apologies that this wasn't a super thrilling update, but this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. All right, team. I will talk to you very, very soon. And do not forget, jump over, check the blueprint out and feel free to use the code podcast 10 for 10% off the blueprint. This is what I What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.